listeners, this is Chris from FGF Podcast. This is not the actual recording we made that was intended for episode three. Instead, this is a mini episode. Unfortunately, the original recorded episode three was not released and will not be released because our audio for it was lost. If you want to hear the background information on it and a small Pokemon-related backup explanation from me, please keep listening. If you want to skip to our next episode, I also completely understand. So, without further ado... If you do anything computer-related in the business industry, you learn very quickly about the importance of multiple backups. One of my professors taught me the rule of threes, which is three online backups, two physical backups, and one off-site backup. But the overall story is that backups are necessary to prevent the loss of information. In a business world, these backups are what prevent major losses and keep the businesses running smoothly. For a podcast group, they prevent us from releasing what we spend good time recording. This, unfortunately, is the case for episode 3. We had multiple recording backups to get all our audio captured, so if one of our methods failed, we had another. This is one of the rare occasions, though, where all three methods failed. Both of the Discord recorders stopped working through one capacity or another, and Nathan's computer crashed mid-recording, and his audio recording information was lost entirely. We were left with two audio streams, one from Zach and one from myself, which in the end left a resounding absence of discourse. Now, having lost this information, it reminded me of a loss of Pokemon that I experienced in middle school, where my bag that contained my DS Lite, uh, Pokemon Platinum, Heart Gold, and Soul Silver was taken along with most of the Pokemon I had moved up from Pokemon Sapphire. A lot of my memories and favorite Pokemon were instantly gone because of some selfish individual. Uh, over time, I did try creating some of my originally lost Pokemon in the newer games, but it wasn't the same. For example, my original Blaziken, which I named Fireball from Sapphire, uh, or the Empoleon from Platinum, which I can no longer, re uh, lo no longer re remember the name of, those can't be recreated. <laughs> they, they technically can, but not perfectly. That event is one of the reasons why I'm personally a big fan of the hacking communities surrounding Pokemon. Now, I don't necessarily like when they use these hacks to ruin the game for others or uh, negatively affect the areas around it, but I appreciate the phenomenal steps forward in data protection that's now offered. For example, with a 3DS, I can and do back up my game saves, I store Pokemon as files that can be backed up my computer, and I even use the official Pokemon bank to store things on Nintendo's cloud platforms, which then, of course, you can move up to the current Pokemon home. These abilities to control our own data, if we wish, is something that I personally support. Data is really powerful, and the ability to control the data we immediately use is game-changing. Now just imagine if companies offered the server uh, data to allow people to host their own instances of their favorite MMO after the company shuts the official game down. The possibilities are almost endless, though probably better saved for an actual episode somewhere down the line. This would actually be a really great episode to have a little sponsor. We don't have those, but I'm sharing these thoughts and opinions because it is something, and perhaps it can get you to think about how the world could be made better. Maybe you are one of these developers who creates a product that includes 
something server-wise. Maybe when your product goes down but you have people using it, you are willing to open source or you are going to try sharing the product so people can continue using without relying on a now defunct or dead product because that server no longer exists. It's something that happens more and more, and the more we move digitally, the more I think it should be something that we think about. Now, truth be told, the official episode three was not really all that important. We covered, in following from the previous episode, the newer games being generations five through eight uh, for Pokemon, and we went over the evolution of the series. And in the future, we'll probably go into deep dives for the individual games, so nothing much is lost here. Still, being able to give an overview of how the games evolved over time was really fun. Uh, perhaps with some time and effort, we can piece together some of our remaining audio to make something that can summarily cover what should have been. But for now, that's going to be on the back burner. Now, most pertinent to the conversation as of the time for this release is the discussion of the latest games Pokemon Sword and Pokemon Shield. Having been the only person who has played it, I gave my opinions on it, which may have actually interested Zach enough to pick it up in the future. This feels particularly noteworthy to me, considering he was actually turned off of the franchise around Generation 5. In short, my recommendations for the games are as follows. If you want to experience the wonder that was Mega Evolution, play the 6th generation games Pokemon Omega Ruby or Alpha Sapphire. They are the most comprehensive, have the most features, and are incredibly detailed for the era that those games were released. Now, if you want the most comprehensive 3DS game in total, which includes the new Ultra Beasts mechanic, uh, play through the 7th generation games Ultra Sun or Ultra Moon. They're very similar to the original games, but they contain a lot more content and feel like a more complete package. Uh, finally, if you want to play through the newest games, which offer a smaller Pokedex, but some uh, neat open-world features along with the new Dynamax battles, which think Pokemon being injected with Godzilla for a few turns per battle, definitely play Pokemon Sword or Shield. Now, no game in the Pokemon franchise is perfect, uh, but I honestly enjoyed the last franchise editions more than I originally thought I would. And with the content featured in the DLC pack, which is about $30, offering more than double the, uh, the explorable areas of the base game, I argue that Sword and Shield is now the largest games in the series. If Game Freak and Pokemon are able to take what they learned from these games and improve it in future games, I'm really excited to see what gets offered. Now, another important note. A few days before my writing of this episode, the Pokemon company released their latest Direct, showing off the Diamond and Pearl remasters along with the new Pokemon Legends Arceus games. Now, we'll likely discuss these in the future, but we live in exciting times moving forward. So with the new games that we love on the horizon and a new-ish year to get through, here's to the best of 2021. We appreciate our listeners and would like to invite to send any recommendations, criticism, thoughts, or even just comments you may have to our email at podcastfgf at gmail.com. We can only get better as time goes on, so if you want to help influence the direction we take, please reach out and let us know what you think. Until next time, thanks for listening to the FGF Podcast.